This is Booch News with Ian Griffin, a podcast all about kombucha. So today I'm on the phone on um, a WhatsApp call with Stefan Erler, who runs the Tea Masters company out of Taiwan. Hi, Stefan. How are you? Hi, Jan. Thank you very much. I'm uh, I'm fine. It's uh, early morning and I'm having a cup of uh, red tea and just right now as we are speaking. Hi. Yes. Wonderful. Well, I know you're a tea connoisseur of, of global interests. Um, but I wanted to find out, you, you, you're actually of a European background, and it looks like from some research I did, you've been in Taiwan since 1996 and started Tea Masters in 2005. Yes, that's correct. I'm, current, I'm uh, originally from uh, Alsace. Uh, I'm French-German, and but I married a um, Taiwanese uh, woman that I met uh, in the U.S., uh, during our studies, and uh, I've moved to Taiwan uh, very early. And uh, after um, uh, studying about tea, because I could not find um, wine in Taiwan uh, like I, I would in France, I found the similar experience as with wine, with uh, with tea, and uh, this uh, has contributed to me learning a lot about it, sharing about it on my Tea Masters blog and eventually uh, creating uh, the Tea Masters uh, selection to share my teas with uh, uh, tea fans around the world. And and so to make uh, perhaps an obvious point for the listeners, it, it, Taiwan is is to tea then as uh, maybe France is to wine. Is, is Taiwan a, a world center? I, obviously China, mainland China was early on the source of fine teas what is the tea scenario in taiwan like mm. so yes you're right china is uh, the birthplace of uh, tea and um, taiwan is uh, situ- located uh, just in front of uh, or next to uh, fujian province which is the birthplace of oolong tea and um, Taiwan is uh, therefore very much specialized on oolong teas, and I would say it's uh, one of the foremost places for for oolong tea, maybe together with the Fujian region. And uh, they have um, evolved and um, created some specific oolongs in Taiwan, like uh, high mountain oolongs, and also um, uh, Dongding oolongs and uh, Oriental beauties. Uh, these are. Uh, teas that became really famous uh, first in Taiwan and then have uh, spread back to um, uh, to China and maybe even to uh, some other countries like uh, Vietnam, which is now also a place for doing uh, uh, OEM uh, manufacturing for, for cheap uh, teas. Right. And so your, your business, I should let people know where they can find you. It looks like your website is www.t-masters.com. And then slash en for English uh, text there, mm-hmm. it, and and you you can you can people can order fine teas directly from you as well as teaware and and ceramics and uh, and so on. Uh, and you do you presumably ship worldwide? Is that correct? 
Yes, that's correct. Um, uh, well, I don't know. Uh, my English maybe is not as good. Uh, so I don't know what the hyphen is, but from I would say uh, t minus masters dot com. Maybe it's the same. Uh, yeah, minus I, hyphen. I apologize. Yeah, it's the same. It's it's uh, okay, not okay. one word. It's two words. It's, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, great. And um, uh, yes, you can uh, order directly on the website. And for wholesale orders, you can also uh, contact me. My uh, email is uh, quite easy to find on the on that website. Uh, and um, yes, these are teas that I've uh, selected all uh, by myself because these are teas that I'm uh, drinking uh, on a regular basis. And uh, they are... Uh, more uh, a niche market, really upscale teas that uh, you don't find uh, so easily in um, boutiques in the West because they are uh, probably a bit more expensive uh, to for the uh, boutique to uh, to import. However, when you buy them directly from Taiwan, uh, from my store, actually, uh, and you, you brew them in a normal way, the cost comes out very often lower than uh, coffee at Starbucks. Okay. So I don't, uh, tea is really one of the uh, cheapest uh, luxuries, the most affordable luxuries uh, around. So it's... Uh, in, indeed, uh, indeed. No, no yeah, and we, we should mm. say before we go any further that the reason I found out about you is an interview you did just three weeks ago with a good friend of mine, Ronald Chapeldane, who's with the, uh, he's the founder of Stealth Naked Kombucha in uh, Massachusetts. And you have a great video that people can find on your YouTube channel where you and Ronald talk about his use of your teas to make his premier quality kombucha. And I have to ask, is, is are there other kombucha brewers who you've supplied tea to, or is, is Ronald about the only one you know of? Um, of course, what people do with their tea uh, is uh, their business. I don't know what. Uh, so maybe, maybe maybe there are other kombucha makers who are using my teas, but uh, they did not uh, let me know about it. Only Ronald, and he was really so kind even to send me um, several bottles of uh, his kombucha, yeah. uh, and uh, I've been really enjoying his. Uh, kombucha a lot there is not much kombucha in taiwan in um, commercial places uh, and um, but since i've uh, now this connection with uh, ronald and uh, his uh, stealth naked kombucha i've uh, tr i've tried a couple those that i, I could found uh, and uh, they are so different from uh, what he's making that uh, i even don't want to use the word kombucha for what I've been tasting, <laughs> uh, because it's really uh, two different things. When I had kombucha, uh, from other places, uh, really it, it, it was not easy to drink. Huh? You, it's like a, a bad medicine. You, 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 you think, okay, I have to try it, but, uh, there was no pleasure. Whereas, with um, uh, Ronald's uh, Naked Stealth kom Kombucha, I have similar feelings as uh, if I'm drinking uh, cider, apple cider or, um, or even peach ciders, uh, very natural tastes. And uh, it's uh, an impression that it's very sweet. And uh, first I thought, oh, he must have been putting a lot of sugar in it. 
But um, after inquiring with him, I was surprised to, that when he told me that actually all the sugar is just for the fermentation process and uh, that uh, it um, kind of disappears after it is transformed into kombucha and the um, uh, remaining sugar is very little in uh, in his kombucha. So really my uh, heads off to a drink that um, uh, is for me much more to a high-end um, cider than uh, to anything else that I've uh, tasted before. Yeah, um, and, and your video interview with Ronald, you do... You do open a bottle on camera, give it a taste. And I've also been lucky to have Ronald send me some samples. And it's undeniable. I mean, we started when you mentioned moving from Alsace, uh, not finding wine. It's undeniable that, you know, people who are wine connoisseurs know there's a difference between a, a Grand Cru or whatever they're called, the, the finest wines and what in this country used to be called jug wine, Gallo was one manufacturer in the sixties and seventies. Yeah. And there's, there's, so there's wine and there's wine, just like there's Typhoo tea in England and there's luxury, uh, your teas, which are appreciated in multiple steepings for their quality. So uh, it's undeniable, I think incontrovertible that there are different types of kombucha, which are frankly probably marketed much differently. Uh, some of them are replacements for Coca-Cola, Pepsi. You know, they're hoping that people will switch from the high sugar to maybe slightly less sugar or much less sugar with different forms of production, pasteurization, flavorings with fruit juices. And Ronald is one of the few, well, there's definitely a small number of producers in different countries who do manufacture and or produce unflavored, sometimes called original kombucha, like Ronald, that's all he does. Other brands might do an original with flavorings of strawberries or fruit. And as a tea connoisseur, it was very um, impressive that you were able to detect the notes of the original teas and Ronald explained how he does 20 steeps and so on. I think it's, a, I would like to encourage people listening to this to go to your website uh, that we mentioned a minute ago and also your YouTube channel they can click through to the Tea Masters or just search for Tea Masters on YouTube where you've got over 400 videos in both uh, English, French and German uh, explaining all aspects of tea. Uh, what kind of topics have you... I mean, that's a large number of videos you've produced over the last number of years. Mm, yes, thank you. That was actually uh, a gift from the COVID because uh, I used to get lots of visitors to Taiwan and uh, with the COVID it uh, stopped. So I thought, okay, if, if the uh, visitors are not coming to me, I'm coming to you. And uh, that motivated me to uh, do all these uh, videos. And there is so much to learn about tea because uh, it's uh, there's an, already an infinite uh, variety of, um, of teas. And also the tea practice is... Uh, very um, complex, uh, depending on the water you use, depending on the uh, vessel you use to um, to brew your tea, how you uh, pour your water inside on the leaves or next to the leaves, uh, or first before before you putting the leaves, uh, how you store your uh, your leaves well. So there are uh, an infinite uh, number of uh, topics that you can uh, explore. Um, Oolong is also one of the most uh, interesting um, kinds of teas and the most difficult ones because 
uh, well, we, we, we separate teas into six categories by, by color. And by color, actually, it represents the oxidation level. The white, green, and yellow are barely not, or almost not at all, um, oxidized. Then we have red tea, which is fully oxidized. We have black teas that are fermented. And oolong is in between. So it is, uh, a little bit oxidized or a bit stronger or medium or strong, strongly ox- oxidized. And then it can even be roasted on top of it. So, um, we have, uh, it works on two, uh, on two dimensions. The oxidation dimension can be from, uh, one to 99. And uh, the worst dimension also can be from 1 to 99. So this gives much more possibilities compared to other teas, which are, which are either not oxidized or fully oxidized and mostly uh, not um, uh, worsted at all. So this is a tea that requires much more skill in the making process because the farmer needs to determine what is the optimum uh, oxidation and uh, roasting level for the leaves depending on the season, depending on the kind of tea that is harvested, depending on uh, uh, did it rain or not that day when his, uh, when it was harvested, uh, the characteristic of the season. So it's, it's a tea that changes even the same farmer, uh, the same uh, field will produce two different teas on two different days. Uh, if, if I got it on Monday and Tuesday, it will be different. So uh, each batch is uh, is different, and this makes tea really much, uh, yeah, just as interesting as uh, as wine. Actually, in wine, uh, the harvests are combined. Uh, Different days, uh, everything is combined in one year. Uh, so mm-hmm. uh, all the harvest ha- happen now in in autumn, and then everything is combined in one year. But um, uh, tea, really, at my level, it's a, a batch that is day by day, and uh, therefore the quality has to be uh, watched uh, uh, on a daily basis. And uh, that's why I'm lucky, being in Taiwan, uh, close to the farmers, I can... Uh, uh, really come and and, uh, and choose uh, the batch that uh, I like the most, and uh, then having this uh, highest possible quality of the leaves is also the foundation for making a good cup of tea or maybe also a good bottle of uh, kombucha because you have the best possible ingredient and uh, well you don't you don't transform uh, lead into into gold so if you want to make a good end product you have to start with a very good uh, starting product yeah i couldn't agree more my own i'm i'm not a commercial producer like ronald at stealth naked or the others around the world that i track but i have i have been brewing my own kombucha for 12 years at home and for the first number of years I used to get, you know, I grew up in England, so I know Thai food tea bags, you know, it's just really dust. It's probably terrible uh, compared to the prime. And I would, I would just throw tea bags in and it would make kombucha. But then I, I, I started reading and I, I realized just like with, you know, wines, the better grape make the better wine. And I did, I haven't ever sourced my tea from you, but I do buy now loose teas uh of uh, china and india darjeeling and and others um that combine you know I, I i it's just for myself so i i don't have a need for consistency like somebody like a commercial producer does so i play around with them i've used rubus sometimes i've 
pretty much now settled on a couple of uh, types of tea, which, you know, they cost $30 a pound. So it's not the top of the line, but it's better than Typhoo. And the difference was remarkable. <laughs> and also the kind of water. I, I did invest in a, a company from Germany called Leogant, who have filtered water. They structure the water. And the better than the tap water, I know Ronald gets his water from a specific source. So on your videos, you show people how, as a tea master, you've got these various teas with the day-by-day variations. But you show people, I mean, you're sitting on the videos uh, like you are now, cross-legged in your, in your living room, I presume, or your office, in front of a table. And you show people how to infuse the teas, how to appreciate them how to uh, appreciate the aroma and the taste. It, that's really like a like a masterclass in how to really prepare these teas. Is that correct? Yes, uh, that's correct. And I really want people to get the most out of uh, the product that they are buying from me. And uh, therefore, this is for me also part of the after-sale service to uh, teach them how to brew them well. Because if I were selling uh, lower-grade uh, teas, I would say, okay, use lots of leaves so that you uh, come quickly back to to me. But actually, very often, I tell my customers, actually, with, with certain types of teas, use fewer leaves than you would usually because it's, this is a tea that is so fine that uh, if you use too many leaves, it's going... The, to have a too strong taste and it's going to saturate your taste buds. This is a tea that, um, like for high mountain oolongs from Daiuling or Fushoshan, you want to taste their finesse and therefore you have to use fewer leaves. So I'm, uh, I want people to get the most of it and um, this is also why I, I give them so much information so that uh, they are able to, uh, to brew them well and use good water and use, uh, use appropriate teaware. Otherwise, they would waste the, the product that was um, made with lots of effort in Taiwan that cost a lot of money, and uh, it, uh, they would not come back also. <laughs> so uh, I really want people to, uh, to enjoy the tea as much as, uh, as I do, and uh, I've been doing it now for 20 years and continuing also to take classes for 20 years with a, a Taiwanese tea master. And can you say something about, I, I'm aware that um, Ronald talked about 20 or 30 steeps. I know that it's very common in China. I mean, you know, when English or American people drink tea, it's not the best quality. They they boil the water, they throw it, the tea bag in the pot or in the cup, leave it for a couple of minutes, add milk maybe and drink it. Is there a, is there any record, and presumably there's no one fast law about this, but is it? Is it valuable to understand, to learn from your videos about multiple steeps and water temperature? And are those some of the factors people really need to become familiar with? Yes, well, definitely the fact that um, tea, uh, loose leaf tea can be brewed several times is uh, something that uh, will be a surprise to people who are using uh, tea bags uh, where after one time, there is not much left uh, to to get out uh, anymore, uh, only bitterness. So uh, with loose leaves, uh, this is a way of brewing uh, tea that was invented in the Chaoshan area uh, in China, uh, a coastal area. Uh, and um, they used to brew uh, what we call the Gongfu style, uh, like 
the Kung Fu, the martial arts, um, with a small vessel, uh, usually a, a very small red teapot, lots of leaves, usually uh, this roasted oolong leaves from the Ui Mountains. And uh, they were really able to get um, lots of uh, brewings out of it because uh, they would not steep the tea very long. Uh, and uh, the but the flavor would be really intense thanks both to the uh, medium oxidation and the high roast of these leaves. The these teas have lots of uh, power and flavors, uh, and uh, they are best um, appreciated in very small cups. But they are really very intense, and uh, yes. Uh, 10, 20 brews out of such uh, uh, high-grade leaves uh, is uh, is no problem. And uh, these leaves are so high-grade that in the Qing dynasty, so uh, over 100 years ago, the price of such uh, tea would be equal the price, uh, the weight in their weight in gold. Huh. Already in that time, uh, high-grade tea was really expensive, and that's also a reason why they would use smaller teapots to brew them because. Uh, uh, you could not uh, afford a larger teapot. Huh? With a smaller teapot, of course, you use a fewer leaves. Uh, but these leaves have to be the best because you want to create uh, the best possible cup, not because you are thirsty, but because you want to, uh, to appreciate the best possible flavors in your mouth. Well, talking of worth the weight in gold, I looked on your website where you list in the left column, the price of your teas varies from, it looks like, $3.50 up to the famous 100-year-old puree of $9,999. And there's a photograph of, a, a, I think that's you with a half a dozen teacups. Have, have, you've, you've tasted, have you, that 100-year-old puree tea? And uh, what... Yes, yes, sir. What, as a connoisseur, is, is, it, is it worth nearly $10,000? Is it, is it just very rare to find? Is that the problem? Uh, one thing it is uh, indeed very very rare uh, now uh, you have you need really uh, good connections to be able to uh, to get to such uh, teas uh, and unless you go to an auction but then you have to buy two kilo and then the price of uh, 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 is really uh, only for billionaires. Mm. Uh, so if you want to have uh, a smaller amount, it's uh, yeah, also very difficult. And there are also lots of fakes. So this is also an area where you need to have a lot of um, previous uh, study and understanding of, of uh, what is such an aged poor before you you want to invest in it. And um, what is uh, really amazing with this kind of 100-year-old uh, poor is the how alive it still tastes um, on the one hand you 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 can see appreciate that it is uh, so old that uh, it has really come become very round uh, very mellow uh, but at the same time uh, there are these um, uh, um, it has still a power an energy that is very calming. It's almost like um, uh, doing yoga or meditation when you are drinking it. It, it puts you in a in a very relaxed state of mind, and it has uh, these interesting um, scents that are between uh, uh, Chinese medicine or, or 
uh, some uh, scents that um, uh, incense that you that you burn, but very fine incense. And, uh, mm-hmm. So it was really uh, quite an amazing tea. Of course, if you come unprepared and I uh, give you a, a cup and you um, try it blind, you will not feel it is uh, worth uh, such uh, mm. such an amount. But um, if it's shared uh, and if you have a previous connoisseurship, then uh, then definitely you can see that it is a very unique tea that uh, you don't uh, get anywhere. Else. Yeah. Well, I know that most of your tea is all is a much more affordable, and I'd encourage kombucha brewers to uh, go to your website, maybe order a few samples, and see what, uh, like Ronald has done with Stealth Naked Kombucha what quality difference can be made and also home brewers i mean uh, it's definitely worth experimenting with the teas that you can provide so thank you very much for spending the time and again people can find out more about you at the t hyphen or t minus masters.com also the youtube channel t masters with over 400 videos where you in multiple languages explain and educate people on this thank you so much for talking with us Thank you very much, Ian. Thanks for listening to Booch News. For more about kombucha, please visit boochnews.com.